Hello and welcome to episode 193 of the Fitness Simplified Podcast. I'm your host, Kim Schlag. On today's episode, we are first, we do a little check-in to see how you're feeling post-Halloween holiday for those of you who celebrated. How did you navigate being in a weight loss phase while all the candy was around? If you're not feeling so good about that, we do a little check-in, try and help you shift your thoughts and around that and move forward from that. So we touch base about that in the beginning, and then we talk about moderation, about building the skill of moderation. I share with you a challenge that we have been doing in my um, Fitter After 40 alumni group. That group's called the Aging Stronger Society. We have spent the month of October doing a moderation challenge. I'm going to share with you that challenge and tell you how you can participate in your own moderation challenge to help you build that skill. Let's get into it. Hello, hello, friend. As I'm recording this, it is the morning after Halloween. We had well over 100 trick-or-treaters last night. Believe it or not, that is that is actually a slow night for us. Our neighborhood is definitely growing up. We used to have, I used to probably have double, double that amount. Uh, we don't have as many kiddos anymore. And I know a lot of people listening are like, 100? I had like seven or none. So I know I'm still very blessed in this area. I love, I love holidays. I love trick-or-treaters. I think it's super fun. Um, I'm feeling a little bit melancholy about how my kids and all the other neighborhood kids are growing up. It's a little bit sad. How are you feeling the day after Halloween? Specifically, I'm wondering how you're feeling about how you navigated your nutrition these last few weeks as the Halloween fun peaked. If you woke up this morning feeling guilty, feeling uneasy, or feeling disappointed, let's take a minute and use this as a time to, one, reflect on this experience, and two, shift your thoughts. Success is not the only thing that you can learn from. When you have moments where you don't follow through with your goals, when you don't keep promises to yourself, you can use that information you gather to propel you in the direction of your goals. So spend a few minutes reflecting on the last week or so. What went well? Can you think of anything you did that was useful as it relates to your nutrition and exercise over this Halloween holiday? What specifically was it? How can you do that again next holiday? What specifically didn't go well? Can you identify specific hurdles? Looking back with the benefit of hindsight, what could you do differently next time to successfully navigate that hurdle? Write the answers to those questions down. Like go back, you can listen to the rest of this episode if you want, or you can pause it now, go back, write those questions down, spend some time thinking about it now while it's fresh, and then write them down and use them for the upcoming holidays. If you're in the States, you have Thanksgiving coming up in just a few weeks, and then the Christmas season is right after for everyone else. I know some of you have already moved on to Christmas, right? These will be great opportunities to use what you learned that worked and what didn't work from this Halloween season. Okay, so that's the reflection piece. Now let's move on to shifting your thoughts. Wallowing in guilt, in shame, in disappointment today. Will that help you move in the direction of your goal or is that going to hinder you? More often than not, behavior based on these feelings is not productive. So what can you do? Well, we learned from cognitive behavior theory that our thoughts drive our feelings and our feelings drive our behavior. Picture that in your mind like a little circle. Your thoughts and then do make it as a circle. Thoughts with an arrow to feelings with an arrow to behavior. 
So if you want to change how you're feeling and thus change your behavior, you can start by changing how you're thinking. I have taught a lot of people about this concept, and I know it's a wild thought that you can choose your thoughts. Of course, you have many, many, many thoughts all the time that you didn't pick, like they're just there. But, and this is the important thought, the important point, (laughs) I'm saying the word thought so many times, this important point is you get to choose which thoughts you give attention to, which thoughts you entertain, even though many thoughts are going to be there. So the first step here is going to be paying attention and actually noticing the thoughts you're having. This concept of seeing your thoughts, watching your thoughts versus watching the world through your thoughts, this is called cognitive diffusion. And that's not a term you need to remember. You just need to understand this idea. It's not the thoughts themselves that are the problem. It's what you do with the thoughts. So when you notice a thought that is unhelpful, Instead of either one, trying to get rid of it. So like, good luck with that. That comes back to that whole like, oh, try not to think of a purple elephant kind of trick, right? That's all you can think about. So if you're telling yourself like, you know, oh, dwelling on the, you know, the fact that I ate 17 Reese's like right last night, that's not helping me. So I'm going to forget about it. I'm not going to think about it. Like having that idea that you can just ignore a thought it doesn't really work because we tend to then think about it more. But the good news is there's a way past it without just trying to not think about it. So instead of trying to ignore a thought, not think about it, or instead of buying into it, right? That's another option. We could fully believe, yes, I've like totally ruined all my hopes of weight loss because I ate 17 Reese's last night. There is another option. What if instead you observed that thought? You can imagine that thought coming and going like a leaf floating by on a river. Can you picture that in your mind right now? Picture a leaf. You're sitting by the bank of a river. A leaf comes, you see it floating towards you and you see it floating away. Or another way to think about this, imagine you're laying on your back outside in the grass and you look up, you see a cloud floating into your line of view, and then you see it keep floating and going out the other side of your view. This is how you can observe your thoughts. You can notice it, you can see it coming in, and then you can let it pass by without either trying to ignore it, pretend it's not there, make it go away, or latching onto it. And you can say to yourself, ah, my brain is telling me I'm never going to be able to lose weight because I ate those 17 Reese cups last night. You can see it. You can be like, oh, this is what my brain is telling me. You can let it come and you can let it go. It's really important to remind yourself that thoughts are not facts. Just because you have a thought does not make it true. You can separate yourself from the thought, observe yourself having that thought, and then choose a more helpful thought. In this case, you could say like, okay, you know, I'm practicing eating Reese cup in moderation. There's going to be plenty of other chances to practice that. I'm, I'm going to practice that which is actually the actual topic for our podcast today. What I've just shared with you is just some thoughts I was having as I was thinking about what you might be thinking about this morning. So remember, your thoughts are not facts. You can observe these thoughts, you can let them come, and you can let them go. So let's dive in and talk about the idea of moderation. I know this is not a sexy topic, it's not exciting, but you know what is exciting? Reaching your goals. Does the idea of of actually being able to eat like, two cookies instead of a sleeve of cookies. That's pretty exciting, right? You know, being able to eat two Reese cups, three Reese cups instead of 17 Reese cups. That's pretty exciting. 
So I want to tell you about a challenge we have been doing in the month of October in my Fitter After 40 alumni membership. My alumni membership after Fitter After 40 is called the Aging Stronger Society. And in that group, we did a Halloween candy challenge. So everyone who wanted to participate chose a start date two to three weeks before Halloween. And then they bought a bag of their favorite fun size candies. I chose Snickers and Reese's. I modeled the challenge for um, the rest of the group. So I chose Snickers and Reese's. Then we all stored our candies in an out of sight spot. The spot I chose was inside my uh, kitchen pantry. I have a kitchen pantry that's like right next to my fridge, but then I have a different kitchen pantry that's like across the kitchen and you open the door and go in. It's a bigger pantry. And I walked all the way to the back of that pantry. And then I put my Snickers and Reese's in a red Target, like reusable bag that you can't see through and put them up on a high shelf and far back. So it's out of the way, which meant that I was not going to see Reese's and Snickers every time I opened my main pantry. Okay. I was going to have to actively go back and get them, reach up, take them out of that opaque bag. Then, and each of the ladies did this. They picked a spot that was going to be out of the way spot in an opaque container. And then the challenge was to have one piece of candy a day as part of a meal. So just one meal, just one piece of candy. And then we each had a tracker to keep track of whether we did it each day or whether we did not do it. And the goal was not an unbroken streak of days successful at just eating one piece of candy. Though that could happen, that was not the goal. The goal was to be successful as often as possible. You don't need to like 75 hard everything you do. You don't need to hold 30 everything you do to be successful at building new patterns. You can build consistency without having that rigidity of I must start over if I don't do it every day in a row. So both of those programs, like 75 hard, whole 30, if you miss a single day, you start over. You start back at day one. And that drives me absolutely mad because we never actually start over. So think about it like this. A challenge participant goes five days successfully. On the sixth day, she eats three Kit Kats instead of one. Does that really mean that those five days where she successfully ate just one Kit Kat just poofed away? Of course not. Each of those days was an occasion to practice the skill of moderation. She showed herself that she could do it. She practiced putting candy with a meal and then putting that bag back away and sitting down to enjoy a meal with candy, which is something she may literally never have been successful at doing before. Did that just go away? because on the sixth day, she ate three pieces. And even on that day where she, quote, messed up, she can still reflect and learn. Like I was talking about a little bit earlier, she could ask herself, what was different about today? What did I do on the other days? How was I feeling as I was getting more candy? Was I stressed? Was I worried? Was I upset? Was I tired? What could I do differently next time I'm feeling that way to navigate eating just one piece without eating more? She could ask herself, when I think back over this experience, is there anything else I noticed that I could use moving forward? What did I think after I ate the second of the three pieces instead of just one? What did I think? Was that a helpful thought? What thought could I choose to entertain next time? Okay, so I stopped after three pieces. Why didn't I eat four pieces? What did I think or do after the third piece that impacted me stopping? Like what specifically did I think? Is this something I could do or think next time 
after the first piece that would be helpful. So even on days that you, quote, fail, you can learn and get better at the skill of moderation if you allow yourself to see it as part of the process and not like an unexpected and terrible event. Expect to not be perfect at moderation. Expect to be practicing. Expect to have these days where you're going to reflect on what you can do so that you do have that moderation. Now, that was, I know that was a lot to digest. I want you to go back and really think about those questions I asked and write those down and keep them handy for the times where you don't actually eat the candy in moderation. Now, a word about deciding if this is a good time for you to try a challenge like this, if you're going to do something like this to practice moderation. Here's one I, I would say this is not the best time to practice that. And that is if you are in a fat loss phase already and are really in the thick of practicing behaviors to help you lose weight. So if you're really still working to increase your protein, like you haven't quite gotten that down yet, you're really you're not really pre-logging yet. You're still trying to increase your steps. Like you haven't gotten to a, a level of steps. You know, you're not at that 7,500, 8,000 steps yet. And you're, you're really still working on that. If you're really still practicing becoming a flexible thinker instead of an all or nothing thinker, if you're really still just learning the basics of lifting and how to schedule your workouts so you can be a, a person who consistently works out, if you're really still in the thick of navigating weekend overeating and nighttime overeating, I'd suggest waiting on a challenge like this candy challenge till another time, okay? It's not that if you're losing weight, this is an appropriate time to practice. It absolutely is. But if you are already practicing a lot of other things that you don't have quite dialed in yet, for you, it might be a better match to practice moderation in smaller doses, like practice things like going out and getting one pack of Reese's Cup from the gas station versus keeping a whole bag in the cupboard. That might be a bit much right now. Now, if you are somebody who's going to give this Halloween candy a challenge, you can adapt it to whatever is most relevant in your life. Maybe you don't have a hard time being moderate with candy. Like maybe you're like, candy doesn't interest me. I know for me, and some people find this hard to believe, uh, I have 0% interest in chips of any kind, literally any kind. I could have bags of potato chips sitting in piles on my desk. I could have them literally all over my house. I would never have a single one. I would never open the pack. It would just 0% interest to me, um, which is not how I feel about cookies and candy. That is not how I feel about cookies and candy. So if you are like, yeah, same with me with Kit Kats and Reese Cups, just 0% interest, but chips, you know, if that's your thing, you could do a challenge like this with chips. You could do that with like 100 calorie packs of chips. That would be a great way to bring a bunch in and then try like once a day at lunch or once a day at dinner having those 100 calorie packs of chips with your meal to help you practice having that moderation with chips. You could do this, excuse me, I'm going to all of a sudden yawn. Goodness. You could do this with Christmas cookies in December. I know that's a big one for a lot of people. They do the baking in, in December and they're like, well, now my house is filled with cookies. If you're a person, like I said, if you're still in the thick of navigating the early stages of a weight loss phase, you haven't quite gotten those things dialed in, this might not be the best bet for you. You might do better at waiting to bake your Christmas cookies to closer to Christmas. But if you are somebody who's a little bit more advanced in the area of weight loss, like you're already hitting your protein and you're, you're, you have some time under your belt hitting your calories, you just have more weight you want to lose, all of those ducks are kind of in a row. And you're like, this would actually be a great thing for me to do. Try it in December. I have a Christmas cookie per day with a meal. Give this a go. 
what I want you to remember is that moderation is a skill you can get better at. That is so key. Do you believe this? If not, what other areas of your life are you moderate in? Let's build up some evidence here that you can indeed practice moderation and that you do in many other areas of your life. Like, can you stop after just one or two drinks? Are you moderate with your finances? Like, you know, in reality, Gucci bags exist, but instead you buy a purse that's two or three figures, not four figures, right? Look for evidence that you can and do moderate other behaviors. Also look to people who are like you, who used to struggle eating certain foods in moderation and who now have built that skill. I am one of those people. Remember when, you know, I know often people think of fitness professionals. And if you haven't been here in my orbit for a while, you might realize that I'm very different in the fact that I am not somebody who's like, I've always been fit and I've always been athletic and I've always had a great relationship with food. I am somebody who historically really struggled with moderation. I'm somebody who struggled with obesity. I'm somebody who was not athletic, all of those things. And so there was a time in my in my past that the behavior of moderation was not a skill that I had at all practiced. Like I mightily struggled to keep pretzels in my house and eat them in moderation, to keep Lucky Charms in my house, to keep Pop-Tarts, specifically chocolate Pop-Tarts in my house. So many foods that I, when I, they were here, I struggled to eat them in moderation. And for a time, I took all of those foods out while I was really working on losing weight. And then I was really working on my mindset around these foods. And then one at a time. I brought those foods back in and practiced eating them in moderation. And now I have those, like right now, I think we have three different kinds of pretzels in the house. Actually, some of them might even be stale. We had bought them for like my daughter's friend's party who was here like, and they're there and they have a little chip clip on it. And I see them all the time. And I think I had pretzels maybe one day last week. They're just there all the time. And I have, I have a bottle of Nutella. That was something I really struggled to be moderate with. Can't remember the last time I, I had any of that. So I can be one of those people for you. And there are other people in your life and you're like, okay, wait, they did it. That means that is evidence that I too can do it. You have got this friend. You can absolutely become a person who eats candy, chips, cookies, all of those things in moderation. I so hope that this has been helpful for you and I will catch you on the next episode. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Fitness Simplified Podcast. I hope you found it motivational, inspirational, educational, organizational. If you did find value in this episode today, it would mean a great deal to me if you would leave a rating and review on whatever podcasting platform you are listening to this episode on. It really does help to get this podcast in front of other people. Thanks so much for being here. Mm-hmm.